0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, Do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret, will repay you when you fast. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting. Except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. It is a common experience in our crowded churches on Ash Wednesday that this Gospel reading is read because it's read every year on Ash Wednesday. And some percentage of us who hear it are puzzled because the Lord says, don't do things so that people see them. And what do we do? We put ashes right on our foreheads that everybody can see. And then the Lord says, and when you fast, wash your face. And what do we do? We get our faces dirty. And that's, it can create a certain puzzlement in terms of, are we somehow disobeying Jesus on Ash Wednesday? No, we're not. Ash Wednesday is one day. Lent is six weeks long. And we don't walk around for six weeks with ashes on our foreheads. So in other words, you don't keep them on beyond today. And to answer the practical question that comes up, at the end of the day, yes, you can wash the ashes off your face. You, you don't have to wait until they just disappear or fall off. Uh, Yeah, but these are are the marvelous, they sound silly, but they're marvelous questions. Because they're the questions of somebody who just wants to get it right and wants to make sure that we understand what it is we're doing. Sometimes we don't ask the questions because we feel they're silly. And yet they come from a place of, if I'm going to do this, let me do it the right way. And that is exactly the spirit we want to have today. If we're going to do this, if we're going to gather in such great numbers in our churches, if we're going to present a perfectly clean forehead like this young man is going to do in a little bit and say, Father, please make it dirty, even though you don't actually say that, we want to do it right. We want to get it right. And so now let's go back to the gospel in light of that desire to get it right. We hear in our first reading from the prophet Joel, proclaim the fast, blow the trumpet, in other words, gather the people all together at once so that we all do something at the same time. And you notice that when we all do something at the same time, nobody stands out. And so we come together and we do this together. It's not simply about my forehead or your forehead. It's about what we do together as a people. And the command is first, open up your hearts. Not your garments, Joel says, because in an earlier time, the sign of fasting, the sign of repentance, was literally to tear one's garment. And that's a good thing to do, the prophet says, but a better thing to do is open up your heart because God can't give your garment grace, but he can give your heart grace. God can't fill your clothing with mercy, but he can fill your heart if you open it. And we do it today because as St. Paul says, sooner or later there is the right time, the acceptable time, the day of salvation. And when that day comes, we have to move and do something. And so every year, Every year on this day, Ash Wednesday, the church reminds us the day of salvation is here. The time is not tomorrow and the time was not last week. The time is now to come out and do something. And so we gather because today is the day. You notice we don't have Ash Tuesday. We don't have Ash Thursday. If you come tomorrow and said to me and said, Father, I missed Ash Wednesday, could I get the ashes? It won't be because I don't like you, but the answer is going to be no. Today is the one day, the only day we do this, which is why we're all here today. Because if you could do it all week long, let's be honest, we'd have emptier churches, wouldn't we? And it would be disjointed. Some of us would be doing it now, some of us would be doing it later, But the essence of Lent is that however personal anything we do is, we're all doing something at the same time. We are repenting, we are changing, we are opening as a people, as well as families and as individuals. And it's really important to catch that. And so now Jesus speaks to his apostles and he says, now let's talk about what's going on inside the heart. How do we open that up because even the best of things, if we're not careful, can go south if we have the wrong attitude. And so he says, there's always gonna be among us a temptation to do things in a way that gets us noticed, that gets us celebrated. And the Lord says be careful about that because sometimes then even when we're being good, even when we're being generous, Inside me, there's that little voice that says, oh, I hope they appreciate it. I hope they notice it. I hope they think good things about me. And note what happens. All of a sudden, what I'm doing is not about the person I'm caring. It's about how someone's going to celebrate me. So the Lord says, back away from that. Back away from that. We put the ashes on our foreheads today all together as a people to remind ourselves that after today, when the ashes are gone, we're still going to be doing something, whether anybody outside of us knows it or not. So know what the ashes do. We get them today, but they point to what we're going to do tomorrow when we don't have the ashes on our heads. In fact, they point to what we're going to do for six straight weeks, where we're not wearing ashes where we're not together in such large numbers. But on this day, you're going to see people you didn't even know were Catholic. And you're going to know that because you're going to see the ashes on their foreheads. You're going to turn on your television and watch the news or ESPN, and you're going to see one of the anchors with ashes on his forehead or her forehead. And you're going to say to yourself, oh, I didn't even know. We are visible to each other today. And so the church comes out and announces to itself and announces to the world that today is the day of salvation. But it's a day that only has meaning because of the six weeks that come after it. We don't wear ashes on those days. We don't blow the trumpet on those days. That's when we're busy opening up our hearts. So the Lord says, if you're going to open your heart, do it in the right spirit. There's no need to make a show of your prayer. There's no need to make a show of your penance because the only one who really needs to see it is God. And I'm going to build in an exception to this, okay? Parents, your children do actually see you observing because that's how they learn. That's how they learn. But no, but the issue is not so that the world at large sees me and celebrates me but that I attend to my business so that the Lord can fill me with his goodness. This is then why the Lord says at the end something that is important that we all understand for Lent because the misconception is Lent is about feeling bad and feeling sad and being miserable. And notice what Jesus says, when you fast, knock that gloomy look right off your face. Don't walk around, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard, because that's a way we draw attention to ourselves. You know, and if you wanna have a collective pity party, Jesus is gonna say, don't do it on my time. What you wanna be about is recognizing we open our hearts because the day of salvation is coming, and I'm looking forward to something. And while that means I recognize that there are things that are wrong in me that need to change, Lent is not about what's wrong, it's about the change that I need to make, the good to which I'm moving, and that's the big thing. Why do I fast? It's to whet my appetite for mercy. Why do I fast? It's to concretely remind myself that somebody is physically hungry all the time. Maybe I should do something about that. Why do I fast? It's to remind myself when I feel that hunger that I'm looking for something that this world can't give me. And when I feel that hunger in my body, it should remind me of the reason why I'm doing it, which is not simply to feel hungry. Note, the hunger has a point, but it's not the point. The point is the why. Where am I going with all of this? And where we're going is to the celebration of the Holy Days. And the penance of Lent, the sacrifice of Lent, the prayer of Lent is at the service of what happens at the end of Lent, which is when the same community that receives the ashes today gathers for Holy Week, so that we can celebrate the great mysteries by which we have been saved with hearts that are more open to receive the grace that Christ has won for. us with minds that understand more fully just how great a gift we've been given, and with voices and hearts that are more capable of singing that simple statement, Alleluia, with real joy than they were before. The first fasting of Lent is the church laying aside the Alleluia that we normally sing before our Gospels. And we won't use it again until Easter. And know what that means. That joyful cry of victory, in a sense, what we're saying is, my heart needs to be ready to sing it again. It needs to be ready to know real joy again. It needs to understand what a real victory is again. That's what this is for. So at the end of these six weeks, we're ready to rejoice. We're ready to celebrate. And so note that the self-denial is also at the service of that great banquet of grace that waits for us when we come to the Easter season. So I'm going to give you a preview. Lent is six weeks long, okay? Six weeks of fasting. Easter is seven weeks long. That's seven weeks of rejoicing. Note that that's longer. That's also harder. Think about it. It's a lot harder to be happy for seven weeks than it is to sacrifice for six, isn't it? That's why we do this. Because our weak hearts, our weak spirits have a hard time holding on to joy. And so we have to take ourselves to school. We have to strengthen ourselves so that when real joy comes into our hearts, it doesn't get taken away easily. It doesn't get snatched away. And the ashes that we get on our foreheads today say, I want to move that way I want to move that way so that in my life and in my home and in my family and in my heart even dead ashes can spring to new life and that will happen if I am faithful to the movement of this great season lent to be celebrated well the church asks three things prayer fasting and almsgiving it doesn't mean that somebody has to do those things every day but over these six weeks the three pieces should be there some element of working to make my spiritual life stronger that could be as simple as as a family if we haven't been doing it we're just going to commit to grace before meals every night it could be as simple as once a week we're just going to sit around as a family and name people that we wanna pray for and say a couple Hail Marys to do that. It doesn't have to be big, it's just gotta be real. It might be I'm gonna take five minutes and just read from the Bible every day. Note the importance, it's just doing something. Doing something. The same thing, fasting, I give something up, whether it's every day, whether it's once a week, whether it's food, whether I turn the television off for a certain amount of time every day whether I give up cable news for Lent, you know, whether it's any of those things. The issue is I do something, I do something that I'll notice. Not something that will hurt me, something that I will notice. So that when I notice it, I'm reminded of why I'm doing it. And the other reality is we get in trouble because we don't know how to say no to ourselves. And so self-denial is important because oftentimes it's when we think we know what we want that we get ourselves in trouble. And so we learn to discipline our appetites, discipline our desires. And then finally, almsgiving, which is generosity. Some act of kindness to another in need, whether it's every day, whether it's once a week, or even just a couple times during the season. But note how, again, That means I go out of myself to care for somebody else. Note how wonderful these three things are when we understand them. Prayer where I turn to God. Fasting where I learn to discipline my desires that are often out of order and cause me to waste my time, misuse my my, my wealth, misuse myself. And then almsgiving by which I care for somebody who's not me. And if we do that well as a people, it's not just that our hearts will be different, our world would be different. And this is why we gather with the ashes. And when we put the ashes on our foreheads, we're saying, that's where I wanna go. That's the movement I wanna try and make. And we get six weeks to do it so that we don't have to get it right today. We can move toward it and we can let it grow so that on the back end, doing these things, Our hearts are ready for that great banquet of joy that the Lord has already prepared for us in the celebration of the Holy Days.